I solemnly swear I am up to no good. What's up, Nerd Nation? It is your host with the most, Tyler Mack here. Now, I hope you all have had a fantastic week. Welcome to another week of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Welcome back. I am your Duke of Nerds. I hope that you all have uh, had a great week. I hope you're staying safe. Uh, you're staying smart. Many things are changing yet again throughout the coming weeks. Uh, places are slowly starting to open up and attempt to get back to some bit of normalcy. But if you are asking me, which I note everyone is not asking for my opinion, however, I'm going to give it to you. I think that we will never see what our normal was ever again. We have to find a new normal. And I hope that you're willing to do that, that you're willing to help your fellow man in finding a new normal. I hope that you are... Treating each other with respect out there, because after all, that's what makes the world go round. I truly feel that if we pick each other up and help each other, we will get through this. And as a famous singing basketball player once said, we're all in this together. This week, nerds, we are talking Matrix, but not regular Matrix. I am giving you a little break between two and three, and we're talking what is called the Animatrix. The Animatrix was created around the same time, a little, came out a little bit before Matrix Reloaded, filled with uh, some prequel stuff and some in-between 1 and 2 as well. So we're going to get into a little bit of that, and there is quite a bit of news this week. We're going to get into some nerd news. I've got a new nerd vocabulary word for you that I hope to add to your vernacular, and we're going to get... To all that, here in a little bit, DJ Mike Howie, take us in. It's time to get nerdy. It's the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your host, Tyler Mack. (laughs) Brought to you by... Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company, Freddy Cat Productions, and Ashley Lodge Photography. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation by using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find the show on the Pod Nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email the show at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds. Now get ready to nerd out with your host, the sweet tea of the nerdy south, your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Hello, hello. All right. All you cool cats and kittens, it's good to have you back. We have got a lot to discuss this week. We're talking Animatrix, we're talking big nerd news, a lot of breaking news. Um, Before we get to uh, our actual nerdly news, some things did pop up within the last 24 hours that I just wanted to go ahead and discuss. I think it's crazy, I think it's insane. Uh, The first thing being Batwoman recasting. Uh, that's sad to hear. I really enjoyed Ruby Rose as Kate Kane. I thought she did a fantastic job. However, I guess these things happen. I know that she did almost lose the uh, use of her legs. She was almost paralyzed in a stunt gone wrong that she did on her own. I do understand, you know, maybe wanting to pursue different things, not wanting to get stuck or not wanting to get hurt. But, you know, I mean... I kind of also feel that you signed up for that kind of stuff. There is no actual word on why Kate Kane uh, herself, Ruby Rose, is stepping away. However, I am happy that they're recasting and not just 
letting the show die. My vote is for Danielle Ackles, especially after seeing her in a little bit of Supernatural that she got to perform along with her husband, Jensen. I think she'd be great at Kate Kane. Um, Again, I just think it sucks. It sucks that this is having to happen, but we will go on, DC nerds. We will go on. Also, some very sad news. Shad Gaspar, former WWE superstar, they found his body after the Riptide incident at the beach. And uh, it's very sad. It's sad that he was lost so young. Uh, however, it was her- heroic of him to think of his child, his 10-year-old son who was swimming beside him and caught in the same Riptide. He died saving him. He truly did. And that is, you know, everything a father promises to his son is... The love that a father has for a son, and Shad showed it. I uh, was never really a big Crime Time fan. I ha- was very hopeful whenever they broke up Crime Time in the WWE, and he went off on his own. I was very hopeful for him because I did not hate him individually. I thought that he wasn't terrible on the mic, and he had a killer ring prowess. Uh, but it, but it, it is very sad news. Uh, so our thoughts are out to the family of Shad Gaspar going to end this breaking news uh, with uh, some fantastic breaking news, excitement, and I called this months ago, nerds. I called this months ago. When I was asked about my thoughts on the Snyder Cut, I said I would not release the Snyder Cut in theaters. If I were Warner Brothers, I would have it exclusively on my streaming service that I was about to launch. HBO Max, that's where I would do it. And by golly, I guess they were listening. Because in 2021, we were getting the Snyder Cut directly to HBO Max streaming service. I am thrilled. And I have to say, not just this show. It has to be because of the hard work from the Nerd Nation. The signing of petitions, the tweeting the Facebooking, the that's what we want, give us what we want. They listen to us, nerds. That's the power of the Nerd Nation. That's the positivity behind the Nerd Nation. Thank you all to who tweeted, who really wanted the Snyder Cut. You guys are fantastic. I am very excited. I am I am very, very excited to get the Snyder Cut. Hate that we have to wait another year, but we're going to get it regardless. So thank you. Again, to all those who tried so hard, your voices were heard. Now, if we can get the Snyder Cut, people, Lord knows the change we can make just making our voices heard. Not just the nerd nation, but positive change can happen if our voices are heard. Uh, If you are an essential employee, if you are deemed essential, please be safe out there. We are very thankful for you. The first responders, the... Grocery store clerks, you guys are really keeping us rolling through this time. Thank you so much. Our thoughts are to you, to your family. And I'm seeing a lot of negativity on social media, which seems to be 90% of social media these days is negativity. I just want to say, we that wear masks, especially us younger people who are wearing masks. I know I'm 30 and most people would see me as an old man at this point, but the reason that us 30 and under, 35 and under are wearing masks, we are doing it out of our love for our family and friends that could be susceptible. So please be respectful of that when you're making your posts on social media. Please be respectful that it's probably not personally just for us to get sick. We are thinking of our loved ones. So please keep the positive thoughts out there, guys, especially. Thank your essential employees. Thank your your gas attendants. Thank your your grocery store clerks. Thank your police officers, your EMS, your nurses, your nurse practitioners. Please take the time to send a thank you note. And also our thoughts are with, uh, you know, the, the senior class of this year really got a bad rap. I feel that that it's it's... It's an opportunity for growth for these uh, senior class kids out there. You know, if you have someone that's close to you that didn't get a regular year, a regular graduation, you know, send them a card. Let them know that you are thinking of them. This is a really good opportunity to evolve and use what they have learned, 
however, during this time to go into college because there are a lot of classes online. So try to think of this as a positive moment moving forward. You know, this week we're going to talk about the Animatrix, and for those of you who have not seen it, there are spoilers, so I'm going to give you the opportunity later on after the Nerdly News to pause this, go watch it. You can find it on Amazon Prime. That's where I rewatched it at, or you can rent it on Vudu if you have that app. I enjoyed the watch through again. I had forgotten a lot about it. I had forgotten how trippy some of the the stories are. It is an anthology series, so it's like nine different stories within one movie. So, but it's really cool. Um, uh, we're going to get to talking about that a little later. So, how about we we get to uh, our prod promo of the week? Now, I'm going to start doing this week in and week out and introducing you to some podcasts that you need to listen to. And they are, some of them are, are brand new to me, and some of them are really close to the show. Like uh, this one that we're going to start out with this week is our friends at Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info and parlay points our companion block section of the show thanks for listening to the odph now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast thank you guys now you definitely should check out odph they are really good friends with the show ken m is always always willing to work with other podcasts and get your name out there and aside from our dear Peyton Bowling, I think Padawan J is probably the most knowledgeable person I have ever talked with when it came to Star Wars. He is rightfully called Padawan J. Now, you should definitely check out their show, not just if you're a nerd, but if you're into sports like football, baseball, UFC, wrestling, everything like that. They cover all kinds of topics. Can't wait to get to do an episode with them again in the near future. Now, why don't I talk nerdy to you? Came up with a word here. Um, now, this word is loosely based off my dear friend David Horton. Now, I did uh, confer with him about this word that I somewhat created it with him in mind. It's a nerd mudgeon. Nerd mudgeon. And it's kind of a strict strict or cranky nerd maybe when it comes to especially to modern nerddoms if you've listened to this show you have heard discussions about Horton and his opinions on a lot of things especially the the new era of nerddoms that are out there he is just very uh, concise about what he likes and that is completely fine I absolutely look up to him I love David Horton. I value many of his opinions, but I did want to create a word in case there were worse people than David Horton out there. Don't be a nerd mudgeon. You know, everyone loves what they love. You know, a, a friendly debate is one thing, but try to be kind to your fellow nerds out there, please. So I am doing another random on random this week. And I found a random fact about something completely random that I also did not know. I'm trying to find these random facts, not just for you, but I want to learn a little something new myself. For instance, did you know that the pleated folds in a chef's hat represent the culinary level that chef is at? It's true. They are based on how many ways the chef knows how to cook an egg. The max a chef can attain is 100, proving that there really are a hundred ways to cook an egg. So, there's your random fact for the week. Uh, why don't we get to our nerdly news after a word from our sponsors. 
The arts are a vital part of the educational process, which is another key to economic development and improved quality of life. Arts education and opportunities help participants develop skills in critical thinking, goal setting, team building, problem solving, conflict resolution, and craftsmanship. At Encore Theatrical Company, they aren't just dreaming it, they're doing it. Through the global pandemic, many of the arts have suffered due to shutdown of theaters, museums, schools, and other artistic vehicles. However, here at Encore, the show must go on. Follow along as we evolve and entertain during what we call Encore Intermission. We are highlighting patrons, performers, community members, and much more. You may see voice lessons, mini-concerts, Zoom plays, and other artsy escapes for you during this trying time. Follow along daily with new posts from hashtag Encore Intermission. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us. Where it's not just theater, it's Encore. Ashley Lodge Photography is the place to go if you want an original, fun, and creative photo shoot. A true variety junkie, Ashley's main focus is bringing out all the personalities and vibrant colors that make your life unique. Specializing in commercial and dance photography, Ashley Lodge has had 15 years of professional experience and is available for any type of photo shoot, weddings, headshots, seniors and newborns. Ashley has the passion and creativity to offer clients a truly one-of-a-kind experience. Clients enjoy photo shoots in a professional commercial studio located in downtown Morristown, Tennessee, as well as anywhere else on the planet. Seriously, Earth is pretty huge. So dream big. Ashley is ready to leap into an amazing art that you and your family, your company, or dance studio is inspired to create. If you mention 30 and Nerdy Podcast, you will receive 20% discount. Check out www.ashleylodgephotography.com to get inspired and book your next photo shoot. Good day to you. I'm Barry Nerdington, and this is your Nerdly News, where we report and you decide. AMC Network has officially acquired the exclusive rights to two of Anne Rice's most prolific literary series, The Vampire Chronicles and Lives of the Mayfair Witches. They will hold comprehensive developmental rights to the properties for both network and streaming platforms, which encompass over 18 novels, including Interview with a Vampire, The Vampire Lestat, Queen of the Damned, The Witching Hour, and Lasher. Together, the novels have sold over 150 million copies worldwide. And Rice and her son and fellow author Christopher will serve as executive producers on all the series and films that may come from this agreement. Epic Games CEO and founder Timothy Sweeney made a power play this past week. Epic Games revealed their next-gen engine, the Unreal Engine 5, to showcase the power of its new engine. Epic revealed a brand-new, fully-playable tech demo that's running on the PlayStation 5 in real time. You can find this demo at IGN.com under their news segments. Sweeney says that Sony's storage architecture is far ahead of even the best SSD solution you can buy on a PC today. So it's really exciting to see the console market push past the PC market in this very way. You can find the interviews with some of the Epic developers as well on IGN.com. PlayStation has announced a new The Last of Us Part 2 video series, and the first episode is now available. With a little less than a month to go until The Last of Us Part 2 is out in the wild, PlayStation announced this new series in a blog post on May 13th, with plans for a new episode to be released every Wednesday for the next three weeks. This series will cover different aspects of the game, including its story, gameplay, and much more. The Last of Us Part 2 is by far the largest and most ambitious game we've ever made, and there will be so much for you to dig into when it arrives on June 19th, 
Naughty Dog Senior Communications Manager Scott Lowe said in the blog post. Each video will also feature interviews with members of the Naughty Dog team to discuss design, technology, and many of the ideas that helped the game over its six-year-long development period. The console war continues. While we are waiting for the official release of pricing for both systems, a shocking podcast appearance by financial analyst Michael Pachter has changed the game. Pachter appeared on a podcast with former Microsoft executive Peter Moore. In this interview, he talked to the brilliance in Microsoft's waiting game. They are planning to undercut Sony when they finally announce their price. From what I have seen, Sony will have to charge at least $500, giving Microsoft a big balance sheet. Pactor said, if they want to cut the price by $100, just price below and subsidize the first $10 million. Basically, it seems that he is saying Microsoft will base its entire marketing plan on spiting Sony. Microsoft has a lot of room to play with and can afford to take a loss on the first batch of consoles. Sony is already in a tight spot. The current estimate for a new PS5 to be made is $470 to make each individual system. After going on an indefinite hiatus on March 23rd due to production shutdowns resulting from COVID-19, CW's Supernatural will return to its final episodes of its final season this fall on the network. The announcement came from CW's Upfronts, revealing that the final seven episodes will air later this year. An official date, day, or time slot has not been given at this time, but rest assured, the boys are not finished just yet. In other Supernatural news, Logan Williams of Supernatural and The Flash, where he played young Barry Allen, passed away at the age of 16 last month. Initially, the cause was ruled unknown. However, his mother, Marlise Williams, told New York Post that after a prelim toxology report this past Friday, Logan passed away from a fentanyl overdose. His mother said it has been an ongoing battle for her son since he was 13 years old. His death is not going to be in vain, Marlise added. It will help so many people and kids his age down the road. She is going to use it as a force for change and to raise awareness on this problem plaguing the planet. Our thoughts go out to this child star's mother and family. You can follow along with more at the story of nypost.com. According to the writer and director of the Call of Duty movie, Stefano Solima, the project has been put on hold and is currently in limbo. First published by Activision in 2003, the first-person shooter series has released a total of 16 games. As reported in a February episode of 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the franchise took seven spots out of the top 10 best-selling games of the last decade. Solima, who directed Sicario, Day of the Solado, says there is no news yet on if they still plan to build a cinematic universe with its characters and stories. However, there are many fans out there who would love to see the characters of Soap, Ghost, and Captain Price take to the big screen. As has been rumored for some time, author Rick Riordan has taken to Twitter to confirm that a television adaptation of his book series, Percy Jackson, is in the works for the Disney Plus streaming platform. Riordan and his wife Becky made the announcement official, telling the world, After a lot of hard work and a lot of support from you guys, Percy Jackson is coming to Disney+. It is unclear who will be involved on the creative side of the series, but this is an exciting development for fans of the young adult book series that have been eager to see it faithfully adapted in live action. In a follow-up statement, Riordan teased that the series could run for five seasons, each adapting one of the original books. The Joker statue is taking social media by storm. It's a collaboration between Prime One and Blitzway as part of their Museum Masterline series. The statue features an accurate likeness to Phoenix's Arthur Fleck, inspired by the iconic stair dance scene in the film. This statue is sculpted at a 1-3 scale, meaning it clocks in at a whopping 28 inches tall. It has a price tag to match, too, with an MSRP of $1,299.99, not including shipping, which can be quite expensive with massive Prime 1 statues. The statue features a mixed-media outfit and several interchangeable hands, along with nine prop pieces that can be added to the display base. Statue pre-ordered directly through Prime 1 will include an extra prop in the form of a clown mask that can be attached to Joker's face. 
The statue is currently slated for a Q2 2021 release and should be available soon to pre-order directly through Prime 1. The statue is also available for pre-order through Big Bad Toy Store and will likely be available through Sideshow Collectibles as well. Film and TV production has resumed in New Zealand, meaning the live-action sequences that still need to be shot for James Cameron's four Avatar sequels can start up again. As reports say that the total cost for this sequel is hovering around a billion dollars, breaking down to approximately $250 million per movie. As Deadline reports, Avatar 2 through 5 will be picking up where they left off in a few months' time, along with Amazon's Lord of the Rings series, which films in many of the same locations. New Zealand's health and safety production protocols have been endorsed by the national government, which means that cameras can start rolling once more on big live pieces for Cameron's blockbuster sequels, which are being filmed all at once. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a highly anticipated game and continues to give gamers one surprise after another. Some of these surprises have turned out to be less enticing than others. Recent reports of the game indicate that the Xbox Series X version will run into a much lower frame rate than first expected. According to a statement released by Ubisoft, the game will run closer to 30 frames per second, rather than the expected minimum of 60 frames per second. Some of its reasoning is due to the commitment to give its players the best experience by immersing them into the most beautiful worlds and environments we could create, and leveraging not only the graphics enhancements, but also faster loading times and new architectures. This could come as a major surprise after Microsoft had previously stated that the Series X was expected to run at a performance rate of 4K 60 frames per second up to 120 frames per second. It is difficult for some fans to not see the new figure as a major downgrade. According to Xbox Marketing GM Aaron Greenberg, this does not mean the other Series X games won't offer 60 to 120 frames per second, saying developers always have flexibility and there is no specific mandate, essentially saying that it always falls to the developer on that decision. As revealed on WWE Backstage, Sami Zayn has been stripped of the Intercontinental Championship, and a tournament has been established to crown the next champ. It's common knowledge that WWE has given its superstars the option to wrestle or be part of the tapings during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Sami Zayn merely exercised that right and took the option to wait it out. This attracted a lot of heat from the backstage area. While no one can open up publicly about it, there is a lot of unhappiness from the higher-ups as well as stars that he has exercised that right and still holding on to a title. As reported earlier by Sportskeeda's Tom Cullihue, WWE did ask Sammy where he was ready to return to work. Vince McMahon felt that Zayn was not going to be back anytime soon and made the decision to strip him of the title. Fred Willard, popular comedic actor from things like Anchorman, Everybody Loves Raymond, and much more, has passed away at 86 due to natural causes. His death was confirmed by his agent Michael Eidenstadt, though no details of his death were released. His daughter confirmed on Twitter by saying he passed away very peacefully. He kept moving and working and making us all happy to the very end. We loved him very much and will miss him forever. Whether as Ron Burgundy's boss and anchorman, his performances in Best in Show, or his voice talents in shows like Scooby-Doo, G.I. Joe, and Transformers, Willard brought his comedic best. Willard will be seen again in an upcoming Netflix original show, Space Force, alongside Steve Carell. That's the end of your nerdly news. I'm Barry Nerdington saying good day and cheers to you, nerds. Thank you, Barry. Now, why don't we get to a little Animatrix talk? Now, I've got some facts here for you. Now, again, this is where spoilers lie. Past this point, there will be spoilers. So, I'm giving you the opportunity now to pause here, okay? Go watch the Animatrix and come back and listen. So, spoilers will start in five four three two 
one. All right, you have been warmed. The Animatrix is a 2003 American-Japanese animated science fiction anthology film produced by the Wachowskis. It is a compilation of nine animated short films based on the Matrix trilogy, which was written and directed also by the Wachowskis. Now, four out of these nine films were actually written by them also. The film details the backstory of the Matrix universe, including the original war between humankind and machines, which led to the creation of the Matrix. Uh, it was distributed under the Warner Brothers banner. The movie released June 3rd of 2003 and runs 101 mil minutes. It sold over 2.7 million copies, grossing $68 million in sales revenue. It received mostly positive reviews from critics, and it has a freshness rating of the almighty Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't really care about, of 89%. Uh, Helen McCarthy of 500 Essential Anime Movies stated that unlike many heavily promoted franchise movies, this actually justifies the hype. Uh, four of the films were originally released on a series official website. One of them, the Final Flight of the Osiris title, appeared in theaters. And I remember this. I remember seeing this movie and this playing before it, uh, before Stephen King's Dreamcatcher. Um... Now, this is when I first was introduced to the Animatrix. It came on before the movie Dreamcatcher. It was kind of like a pre-movie, kind of like back in the day. Uh, and it kind of shocked me. Um, the other films first uh, appeared with the VHS and DVD release of the nine total films. Now, to coincide with the DVD release, there was also a print of the film premiered in June 2003 in New York City at the New York Tokyo Film Festival. And it was also broadcast on Adult Swim on April 17, 2004, with very obvious edits made for violence and adult situations. Uh, some of the stories even got releases on cable television in the U.S. and U.K. It also even got a cinematic release a few weeks leading up to the premiere of Matrix Reloaded. So I'm just going to kind of give you a little bit of the rundown of each anthology episode. Uh, we... We have Now, this isn't in any particular order. Uh, we've got The Final Flight of the Osiris, written by the Wachowskis and directed by Andy Jones, with CG animation production designed by Square Pictures. Uh, the short is direct prequel leading into Matrix Reloaded. Uh, this one is uh, my favorite. Uh, like I said, I saw it before Dreamcatcher in theaters. And uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's... It's, I remember th when this type of animation became very popular. Uh, it does get pretty... It's got some spicy scenes at the beginning. Um, some scantily clad scenes in the beginning. It is also cool to see that this ship and its crew is the one that gets the message to the council, uh, to Morpheus and them, that they are digging. This is how... Zion finds out about the machines digging so that's really cool and it's got a lot of great action it's got some cool characters that uh, you get to meet and weren't in the original franchise so that's why I really enjoy fi flight, Final Flight of the Osiris the next two are two-parters you've got the second renaissance part one and part two um, this is directed by Mahiro uh, Maeda he used bits and pieces of information written by the Wachowskis as a prequel to the series as a base for the first part. Uh, the production is made by the Studio Four Degrees Studio. Um, I love the aspect in this one of man being the architect of its own demise. Uh, the animation is, is pretty phenomenal. Uh, there are a lot of parallels to biblical and modern day issues, especially about society. Uh, it almost kind of gives you a feeling of sadness, too, for Machine Kind. Uh, and then, of course, we go to Second Renaissance Part 2. Uh, it sees the destruction of the UN, the United Nations resistance, and the surrender of humankind to the Machine Kind. Uh, at the end of this installment, we actually see the first Matrix created and the humans being plugged in. And that outcome, obviously, we know. So... What I really loved about the second part is, man, this one really makes you hate the human race. It makes you really feel sorry for the machine kind. Uh, you actually get to see the scorching of the sky that Morpheus references. 
The scary part is the machines learned all this behavior from us actually in the first place. They were really just repeating what they've seen us do as humankind. So we really have ourselves to think about that. Um, Enough of us are not paying attention to this type of story, if you get my drift. This, This easily could be us if we don't change our ways, especially with technology getting as big and as smart as it is. We really want to pay attention to you know, how we act as a society, not just for, you know, machines rising up against us. I'm not trying to go all Terminator 2 Judgment Day on you or Matrix on you. I don't want to, don't want to twist your brain around too much. But these two parts of this anthology really show you that we have ourselves to blame in the Matrix world. Now, moving on, we've got Kid's Story. Uh, was written and directed by Cowboy Bebop director Sinichiro Wanatabi and based on a story written by the Wachowskis with animations by Shinya Ohira and Shinji Hashimoto, production designed by Studio 4 Degree C, Tokyo. It's the only one of uh, the animated shorts that sees an appearance by Neo uh, as well as Trinity. This story takes place in the six-month gap between Matrix and Matrix Reloaded. It introduces to the kid, to Kid, actually is his name now, formerly known as Michael Carl Popper. Uh, This animation in It kind of reminds you of old 90s books that got turned into movies that you'd watch in elementary school. Kind of like the Brave Little Sparrow or, you know, those old anti-drug stuff that Dare used to run. Kind of like that animation. Uh, This makes, uh, it actually kind of, the way that it's written and designed kind of makes the agents look like bumbling idiots, though, just the way the the animation makes them look. Uh, We also find out that the kid that this is surrounding is the kid in Matrix Reloaded that is so obsessed with Neo in the sequel. Um, The one who comes running up to him is like, Neo, Neo, Neo! Uh, Anything I can do for you? Anything? This is his story. So we get to see why... He's so obsessed with being saved by Neo. Uh, Next, we move on to one called Program. Now, this was written and directed by Yoshiaki Kawajiri and produced by Madhouse. The character designs were done by Yutaka Minawa. It follows the protagonist, Sis, who is engaged in her favorite simulation, a battle program set in feudal Japan. Now, the really cool thing about this one is the animation is absolutely beautiful um it's it's one of the first times we see doubt in the truth and someone wanting to be plugged back in kind of like cypher did in the first film uh sis meets her friend and what seemed like there was a love interest a duo who is beginning to doubt why he took the red pill and he's trying to get her to go back with him and he's saying things like the deal's already been struck they're on their way you can come with me and this proceeds into a a fantastic animated fight between them and it's all set in feudal japan so think of two really awesome samurais going one-on-one and there's a a a spin at the end that that kind of shocks you so it's really cool uh moving on we've got world record now this one was was wild to me it was created by madhouse and directed by takeshi koike with a screenplay by yoshiaki kawajiri again the beginning of it sees a short narration from the instructor implying that this short is a zion archive file the narration explains plugged in humans becoming aware of the matrix without help uh, it's pretty cool. It's it's odd. Um, it's about a runner trying to break his own personal world record, and his coach is trying to get him not to because what if he gets hurt? And the coach's animation is is a little annoying. The way that they animated the coach and his fanatic reactions. Uh, this is the first where we see someone waking up on their own. Uh, we kind of see earlier rendition of agents as well. So this runner basically. While he's trying to break his record, he gets injured, but he seems to fix himself. He seems to realize that he can keep going because this isn't real. Um, and eventually gets hurt, but then starts disbelieving himself again. And he's captured. 
and paralyzed, if you will. They get him kind of back on track and create a different future for him. So, but at the end, we do see him breaking out again. Uh, it's it's again, it's it's interesting stuff. The next one we see is Beyond. Uh, it was written and directed by Koji Morimoto and produced by Studio Four Degrees C. It follows a teenage girl, Yoko, looking for her cat, Yuki. She meets a group of boys that tell her the cat was in an abandoned haunted house that they usually play at. This was really cool. Um, by the time I was I was to this one, I started to notice, though, that a lot of anime seems to have a thing with women being in their shirts and underwear. Like, they just walk around casually with shirts and underwear only. Um... I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that goes against, you know, the the way that animation uses women. But that debate will go on forever. Uh, this animation kind of reminds me a lot of the mini go-to generic animation that a lot of manga and other anime use. Uh, the girl's obviously a Star Child fan. She's basically like a female version of David Bowie. She's got the star, the hair, the shirt, everything. Um, I really liked it because seeing the response team... Uh, there's like this moment where she starts to, when they're in the haunted house, she starts to realize that reality is kind of bending itself. And it's not that the house is haunted, it's that reality is doing it because she starts to slowly wake up. But the, the way the response team happens, the agents and these guys in like hazmat suits show up, they're kind of like the antibodies attacking when we would see it as white blood cells attacking a disease or a sickness to help the body fight, they're they're acting in that same manner of starting to attack when people start waking up. It's really cool. It's actually not too bad. Um, one of my other favorite ones. Uh, the next one we have is a detective story. This one was written and directed by Sinichiro Wantabi again, with animation by Kazutu Nakazawa, and is a direct prequel to the first movie, The Matrix. It follows a private detective named Ash. He strives to be a hard-boiled detective, but is less than successful. Uh, one day, he receives an anonymous phone call to find a hacker named Trinity, also voiced by Carrie Ann Moss in this. I thoroughly enjoy this one. It's very noir. It basically looks like an old newspaper animation. Uh, it's the first we begin to see of the Alice in Wonderland Easter eggs, and uh, this is also the umpteenth time that a cat has been involved in some form or fashion and I I, I kind of like to think it's because you know like we see the cat in the matrix is what sets off the the glitch the deja vu and probably in five of the nine or at least six of the nine of these there are cats involved and I think that has to do a lot with the supernatural the underworld um the cats are heavily linked to it, and I think the Wachowskis include cats for a reason. Uh, this is one of the shorter stories out of the anthology. It pretty much is one of the first times we see Trinity trying to find someone. Um, it doesn't work out to her liking, but it is, it's is—it's really cool. It's also really cool. And we get to the last one. Now, again, none of these are in particular order. They actually play in the movie in a different order than I've spoken about them. We have get Matriculated. Uh, this one was written and directed by Peter Chung, known for his work on Eon Flux. Uh, it is produced by DNA Productions. The film deals with a group of above-ground rebels who lure and trap a group of hostile machines to their lab, and they actually install the machines into a matrix of their own design, uh, trying to get some of the machines to sway to their side, is how they're using this matrix, quote-unquote. Uh, this is kind of an animation type you don't see much of. It's a very grungy look. Um, comic book grunge is what I, I, I've got typed up here to describe it it's also very wild and trippy uh kind of depressing pretty depressing it kind of shows our first look at how far the human race has fallen since the matrix and since the uh the machines kind of rose up so it's kind of depressing but 
I, I enjoyed these. I think that you should check them out if you're a fan of The Matrix. I think that they help fill in gaps that you may have if you watch the original trilogy, uh, especially how we got to where we're at. Um, you know they talk in the first Matrix and even kind of hint to in the other two movies that we, you know, didn't help ourselves, the machine war, the first war, all that stuff, how the UN fell, the smoking of the sky. We get to see some of that. So that's why I really enjoy this. And they do it in a not-your-average-matrix way. So I highly advise to watch Animatrix, especially if you've watched the other Matrixes. Um, I, I couldn't, I, I would probably give it an 8 out of 10 but I am a massive Matrix fan and a fan of that trippy down the rabbit hole mentality uh, like the Mandela effect and things like that. And if you're into that, you'll really enjoy this as well. So uh, before we close out this show, let's see what the deal is with advertising expressions. From us here at Advertising Expressions, we want you to know that we hope that you and yours have been well amid this pandemic. We have been blessed to have survived ourselves and realize that here in Morstown, it can be hard to keep things rolling in times like these. Therefore, whether you are a business that has closed and are looking to reopen, a business that has crawled through the time fighting for the next breath, or maybe you are a business that has done better in this time, we want to help you. See, our business is to promote yours, and we strive to do that by getting your name in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, we are giving you 19% off new quotes that result in orders of $190 or more. Use the promo code NERDRONA19, that's N-E-R-D-R-O-N-A and the number 19. You can find us at 2103 Morningside Drive in Morristown, Tennessee, or contact us at 423-586-3270. Now we are back. I want to highly, highly recommend that if you have anything that you need to market, please consider advertising expressions. They've got a, that killer deal that you just heard going on, and they do ship to you. So if you have a church, a school, anything that's about to reopen, now's the time to get those shirts made. Uh, hats, lanyards, anything you can think of. So please give Zach a call at Advertising Expressions. Uh, tell them the Duke sent you, and uh, they'll get you taken care of. Now, next week, nerds, we are going to finish up our May Trick Talk with Matrix Revolutions. And that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited to talk Matrix Revolutions. It's a huge finale piece. However, we have learned that there will be a fourth installment very soon. I'm very interested to see how they do that, where they go, especially after the way Matrix Revolutions ends. Um, thank you to all of our supporters, our Patreon supporters, our, our sponsors, uh, especially you Patreon people. Thank you so much. Um, if you're a Patreon supporter, we have a deal going on right now as well, COVID-19 uh, deal, and for a dollar a month, you get to be a part of our Patreon family. Now, you get behind-the-scenes footage, special gifts, bloopers, uh, special separate episodes that don't go on regular podcast platforms like we've done Mandalorian Monday. And I believe I'm going to be doing uh, some fun stuff soon, a second show that will be Patreon only. And right now you can get that for a dollar a month. I mean, come on, you can't even get a coffee for a dollar a month a dollar anymore you can't even get if you're here in this area you can't get a pal's tea for just a dollar so please consider that uh, we would love to have you in our patreon family 
Um, you can find our show on podchaser.com along with our friends at the Pod Nation. Uh, you can do that by going to the site and searching for the list Pod Nation. Now, please take a listen to our fellow Pod fam in the list. Go give them all the five stars because they deserve it. When you give them a listen, if you like what you hear, subscribe to them. Give them a rating. Tell 30 and Nerdy sent you. If you don't like one, guess what? You're crazy, but I might be a little biased. But check out a different one. There is a massive list under the Pod Nation at podchaser.com. Well, nerds and nerdettes, it is time to call it. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another week of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Give me a shout out if you want about the Animatrix. If you've got questions, answers, we're also going to be talking Matrix Revolutions next week. So please, if you have any thoughts on that, let me know. Uh, I have been your Duke of Nerds. Y'all have been beautiful. Stay sanitized, nerds. DJ Mike Howie, take us out. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Brought to you by Ashley Lodge Photography, Freddy Cat Productions, Encore Theatrical Company, and Advertising Expressions. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the nerd world order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow along with the conversation using the hashtag 30 and nerdy pod. Find us in the pod nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email us at 30 and nerdy pod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, cheers to you, nerds. That's all, folks.